Mission accomplished. Pack away the trinkets. Shred the manual of state-approved menacing platitudes. Sport has served its purpose here. And whatever it might choose to do from this point, all that really seems certain is that Vladimir Putin will not be listening. Thank you, FIFA, UEFA, the International Olympic Committee and our many commercial partners, for your invaluable help with the messaging. That is a wrap it is hard to know what to do with the news that UEFA plans to move the Champions League final from St. Petersburg, Putin's hometown, as an act of censure for Russia's invasion of Ukraine. This is of course a necessary step, not least for security reasons, and beyond that for UEFA's own troubled optics. But the relocation of a final, as the bullets fly in Kiev, is also a study in pointlessness. From your UEFA's active reputation management can only have any worth if all of us, from spineless governing bodies, to useful idiots of the media, present, to consumers everywhere, are willing to learn a very hard and very modern lesson, but the day has already moved on. The sports washing has happened. Commerce, politics and televised sporting entertainment, have served their purpose. Putin's Russia has gained influence, soft power, and legitimacy. The home public has been placated. Sachi and Moscow have been used to dole out favors to Putin's loyal lieutenants. We are at a stage where taking the Champions League final away is like relying on a pointed clearing of the throat to deter the gang of masked men halfway up the stairs, cautious in hand. Putin is already raining death down on the people of Ukraine. He doesn't care, at this stage, exactly where the football's going to be played. If sport can take anything from this horror it is that we now know beyond any doubt that this is all for real. That those who talk so tiresomely. The game's on about dictatorships and human rights are speaking from a place of real consequences while that state of complicity starts, of course, at football's utterly shameless Swiss headquarters. Gianni Infantino has already made his own allegiance public statement, deploring violence generally. We woke up and we were shocked by what we saw Infantino crocodiled, maintaining an expression of texture-less neutrality. History will judge Infantino in the full glare of all his actions, his psychophancy, his cozying up to bloodstained despots. Rewind three and a half years and Infantino was at the Kremlin declaring that the world was now in love with Russia and clasping Putin to his breast like a brother. A year later FIFA's president was back for the presentation of a Russian state medal. You welcome the world as friends Infantino told the same President Putin, who is currently deploying the largest European land force since the Second World War in a bloody and illegal invasion. The world has created bonds of friendship with Russia that will last forever. Infantino may have shown himself to be a grotesque, morally invertebrate fool. But that lesson extends to almost all of us on some level. A lesson in something very hard and very cold, in a process that was initially obscure in its endpoint. Amnesty International was among those to introduce the phrase sports washing. At times, it has looked like a diffuse, insidious propaganda program. But there is no way now of hiding from the truth of where it can lead, a process in which many of us are co-opted to some degree. By the mid-2000s London had gained a reputation as the world's laundry, washing hundreds of billions of pounds of dirty money. The way had been opened for the KGB to create a vast web of black cash, far larger and more sophisticated than the networks it had installed for black ops and influence peddling in the battle for empire of Soviet days. A Russian tycoon said, in London, money rules everything. Anyone and anything can be bought. The Russians came to London to corrupt the UK political elite. Is this true? If so, how true? The fact those in power in Moscow believe it to be so is probably enough for a start. And yes, sport is simply small pawn in this, with a habit of hugely overstating its role in world events. But such as its propaganda value tends to get a front row seat, and to accept it rather guilelessly rewind back to FIFA House in Zurich in 2010. When Putin emerged, a little startlingly, from the back of the press conference hall to take questions after Russia's successful World Cup bid, a small, ambling man, alone on that large stage, shrugging and looking bored, but radiating a weirdly compelling personal power meanwhile. 
it was almost comical, and certainly unnerving. But there can be no false innocence from here, no hope against hope, fingers crossed, for something real behind the platitudes. Ukraine has called for Russian clubs to be expelled from UEFA competitions and this should happen immediately, not just as a punishment, but because the spectacle is repulsive and unsustainable in the shadow of war. And from here on in we have been warned. We know, beyond any shadow of doubt, where the stage management can lead. If only USA and Saudi Arabia were held to the same standard as Russia, who are both bombing black and brown children in Somalia and Yemen. Remember to follow Golia by hitting the follow button and slapping a five-star review on the show or tapping the love icon. Let's get to 1 million followers and tune in daily for new episodes.